Hello everybody We are almost there Halfway mark This is day number 19 Welcome to our podcast You know again If you are here listening for the very first time You know and you're wondering what this podcast is really all about We are really consecrating ourselves before our big conference Deep Collar Deep The year is 2023 Amen Okay uh, uh, Like you know I, I hope you have been, you know, diving in, you know, and just allowing God to do His work in us. Today is going to be a very unique lesson. In fact, it's going to be a revision, okay? Uh, I don't know whether you remember the lesson that I taught sometime during the pandemic. We call it Roman 12 Disciples. And there was a devotion that comes along with it. You know, how many of you remember that? So today is a bit of a revision. But before we begin, why don't we just lift our hands? Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, God, we are so thankful, God, that we are able to achieve day number 19. And today, God, speak to us. Today, lead us, guide us, and help us, Lord. Uh, Lord, put together everything that we've learned so far into perspective, Lord. Again, God, let us become more like you. In Jesus' name, we pray. And all God's people say, Amen. Okay, this is day number 19. We're going to be talking about glorifying God by becoming His disciples. So what have we learned so far? You know, we've learned to glorify means when we align our lives according to God's design and purposes. And by living according to His principle and His design, not only we experience the fullness and the blessing as He intended, but also we ensure that Jesus Christ is rightfully honored and glorified through our lives. Amen. So let's begin with this thought that, that every parent has a dream for their children. You know, I don't know about you, but God is our heavenly father and he has also dreams for his children. So another thing that I've realized as a parent, our kids can be the source of our greatest joy or deepest pain. You know, likewise, our heavenly father has a dream for every one of his children and we can be his greatest joy or deepest pain. And what's God's dream for us? God's dream is to make us more like him. Matthew chapter 5, verse 48, Therefore, you shall be perfect just as your Father in heaven is perfect. Romans chapter 8, verse 29, From whom He foreknew, He also predestined to be conformed to the image of His Son, that He might be the firstborn among many brethren. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 13, Till we all come to the unity of the faith and the knowledge of the Son of God, to a perfect man, to the measure of the statue of the fullness of Christ. You see, here's, here's the bottom line. Our primary life with our Heavenly Father is not about what you do, not about what you accomplish, not about uh, uh, what kind of job you have. Uh, his primary dream is to become the kind of person that He wants you to become, okay? Our primary focus in life is to glorify Him. And God's dream for every child of His is to become a disciple. You know, when you think about the word disciple, we can come up with all kinds of ideas. But to me, the best executive summary of what a disciple should look like is found in the book of Romans chapter 12. You know, again, I'm not saying that this is an entire picture and, and, and today's session, it will be a little bit of a revision uh, uh, and uh, revision is always good. So God gave us this, this snapshot 
to the amazing mind of the Apostle Paul. And, and, and let me remind us again that being a Roman 12 disciple is first and foremost relational. And then secondly, being a Roman 12 disciple is also very practical and measurable. So let's talk about the five key areas or five key relationships we need to constantly work on. Romans chapter 12 verse 1 tells us, I beseech you therefore brethren by the mercies of God that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. So for the first place that we want to begin is always begin with is our relationship with God. You know, and, 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 and our biblical response to our relationship with God is to trust God and to surrender to Him. And when we don't trust God, we cannot help it, but we will try to control our own lives. And here's the problem. We are not God and we are limited. Therefore, when the unexpected happened, we begin to go into the cycle of fear uh, because we are limited. You know, we are not all knowing. We are not all powerful. And then, then with that in mind, you know, we, we, we try you know, uh, uh, to, 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 to solve that issue. And then we realize that you know, we are limited in solving the issue. Then we be, fall into this next stage, which is uh, going to a season of fatigue. We are always tired. And then we can't help it when we are feeling tired and then you're not meeting the mark, you end up in, uh, you know, you feel like a failure and then you deal with a lot of frustrations. But Romans chapter 8 verse 15 tells us, you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you receive a spirit of adoption by whom we cry out, Abba, Father. 2 Timothy chapter 1 verse 7 tells us, for God did not give us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. You know, again, what is missing in our life is power. And as human beings, we are limited. We become very weak. And when we, we you know, again, we can be born again, but lack the victory over our life and all our life becomes like a, 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 a moral failure. And then when we try to live that, that, that life that God intended for us, we, that is really impossible. That's why we need to learn how to trust God, surrender and work towards our relationship with God. Amen. Only God can touch us. Only God can transform us. Only God can do the things that, that He's asking us to do. Amen. Okay. God wants to work through us. Again, remember this, if discipleship is impossible without the Holy Spirit. Amen. So let's move on to Romans chapter 12 verse 2. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Again, uh, we are moving into our relationship with the world. And let me remind us, we are living in a world that doesn't know Jesus and the, in, in the world that this pattern, we cannot live according to the pattern of the world. You know, the, with regards of the pattern of the world, you know, it's all about getting more money, getting more star, you know, having possession, power, prestige. But those things will not get you uh, security, significance and great relationship. You know, I, I want you to realize about Romans chapter 12 verse 2. It says this, that, that, that it did not say, okay, it did not say that we need to try harder, but rather that your mind must be transformed. Then you get the best from God. You know, God loves us. 
died on the cross, I think the most important thing that we need to know is that how do we tap into that flow, you know, that, 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 that life of abundance, you know. And, 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 and the missing ingredient here is peace. You know, people who live double lives are the most miserable people in the world. The scripture goes on to say, a double-minded person is unstable in all his ways. We cannot just compartmentalize our walk with God. Either he's totally in it or not. So then, then we move on to the next relationship, you know, which is the relationship with yourself. Let's turn to Romans chapter 12, verse, verse 3 to 8. For I say through the grace given to me, to everyone who is among you, not to think himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly as God has dealt to each one a measure of faith. For as we have many members in one body, but all the members do not have the same function. So we, being many, are one body in Christ and individually members of one another. Having then gifts differing according to the grace that is given to us, let us use them in if prophecy. Let us prophesy in proportion to our faith, our ministry. Let us use it in our ministering. He who teaches in teaching, he who exalts, in exaltation, he who gives with uh, uh, liberality, he who leads with diligence, he who gives, uh, sorry, he who shows mercy with cheerfulness. Amen. So again, you know, in this particular segment, relationship with yourself, it answers the question, how do you come to grips with yourself? You know, I don't know about you, but do you not notice that we spend a lot of time, uh, our money and posing and, and, and with this thing called image management? <laughs> you know, again, we want to look good to the world, but, 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 but we don't feel good on the inside. Maybe we can work on the things that are on the outside, but nevertheless, that we still lack that inner peace or purpose. So, so here's the missing ingredient, purpose. You know, again, you know, Romans chapter 12, verse 3 and 8 talk about and answers uh, the question of uh, how do we come to grips with the real you? Amen. Okay. Then let's move on to Romans chapter 12, verse 9 to 13. Uh, Let love be without hypocrisy. Abhorb what is evil. Cling to what is good. Be kindly affectionate to one another. Be Brotherly love in honor, giving preference to one another, not lagging in diligence, fervent in spirit, serving the Lord, rejoicing in hope, patient in tribulation, continuing steadfastly in prayer, distributing to the needs of the saints, given to hospitality. Again, this talks about, this next segment, number four, talks about our relationship with believers. And here's the biblical response. We need to serve in love. Amen. Serving in love. And, and here's the missing ingredient, you know, when we lack God's presence, you know, uh, uh, we become very selfish, you know. Again, you know, when we lack God's presence, we become very selfish. And 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 29 says, No flesh can glory in His presence. So we need to constantly gather together as one body in praise and in worship. And then when we felt His presence, uh, flesh or, or selfishness dies in His presence. Amen. And, and, and let's move on to Romans uh, 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 chapter 12, verse 
14 to 21. Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse. Rejoice with those who rejoice and weep with those who weep. Be of the same mind towards one another. Do not set your mind on high things, but associate with the humble. Do not be wise in your own opinion. Repay no one evil for evil. Have regard for good things in the sight of all men. If it's possible, as much as it depends on you, live peaceably with all men. Believer, do not avenge yourself, but rather give place. Give but rather give place to wrath, for it is written, Vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. Therefore, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him a drink. For in so doing, you heap coats of fire on his head. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. And, and this is number five, that a relationship with, our, uh, with, with non-believers. The biblical response here is to supernaturally responding to evil with good. And, and what is the missing ingredient here? Is perspective. Here's, here's, here's something that we need to tell each other. Evil is going to come. And the answer to overcome evil is with good. You know, in Romans chapter 12, verse 14 to 21, it answers the question how to overcome the evil aimed towards us, okay? Again, when you look at all these things, you will realize that, you know, discipleship is not difficult. It is impossible. That's why we need to pray. So here's a warning. Romans chapter 12 is not a, 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 a moral conduct, okay? Or a moral code that we need to live up to. But it is a faith response to what God has already done for us. You see, True spirituality has got nothing to do with a living a moral life so that God will love you. True, spirit, sorry, true spirituality has everything to do with beginning to grasp and understand the height and the depth and the length and the breadth of how much God has already loved us and has demonstrated His love. And you living in freedom of that love True spirituality is how the Spirit of God lives in the life of Christ out of me in relationship with my Heavenly Father, with the world, with myself, with believers and unbelievers when evil is coming my way. Here's the application challenge for today. Reflect upon your relationship in your life. Are they aligned with God's design and purpose for you? Begin by assessing your relationship with God. Are you truly trusting and surrender, surrendering to Him? Or are you falling into the cycle of fear, fatigue, failure, frustration? If you are not deeply rooted in God's love, you might find that your relationship with the world, yourself, believers and non-believers will also be out of alignment. Next Assess your relationship with the world. Are you conforming to worldly patterns or are you letting your mind be transformed by God? As you move to evaluate your relationship with yourself, ask, am I living with a true sense of purpose? And when it comes to your relationship with believers and non-believers, are you demonstrating genuine love and responding to evil with goodness? You know, again, this week, challenge yourself to spend 
time, okay, daily in prayer, seeking to deepen your trust and surrender to God. Reflect on uh, any worldly patterns that you have conformed to and seek transformation. Identify one tangible way to serve a fellow believer in love. Engage in conversation with a un uh, or, or a non-believer demonstrating love and respect. Remember, it's not about trying harder to fit into a moral code, but also living out a genuine response to God's already demonstrated love for you. Shall we just lift our hands? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we come to you with humble hearts, acknowledging that you have a divine purpose and a design for each of our lives. Help us, Lord, to align our relationship with you, the world, ourselves, believers and non-believers according to your will and grant us the strength to trust you completely, to surrender every aspect of our lives to your guidance. We pray for transformation and not just modification. Lord, again, let our minds be renewed and let our hearts be filled with your love. Help us to comprehend the width, the length, the depth and the height of your love for us so that we may live freely and fully in it as we journey through this week. Empower us to serve with love, respond to evil with goodness and glorify you in all that we do. Lord, we thank you for the love you've shown us through Christ. May your Spirit guide us daily, ensuring our lives as a testament of your love and grace. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray and all God's people say, Amen.